Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast. It is July 1st, 5.41 p.m. Eastern Time. We are recording just a day after what has reportedly been a crazy, even though it's supposed to be a boring first uh, couple, what is it, what now, like 12, 14, 24 hours of free agency now? I can't keep track, but I got to admit here on the pod to everybody that uh, last night was date night. I had to keep off the phone. I had to try to stay away from all these deals. So I'll be mostly live reacting to uh, all the deals that Ronan has here prepped for us. So Ronan, you're the point guard. You, you are. Are you Jalen Brunson today? I did see that one. Are you are you Jalen Brunson today? I'm better than Jalen Brunson. I'll put it, put it, put it that way. That's <laughs> <laughs> start. All right. I think I already know how you feel about that. All right, yeah. Ron, where, where do we start with this? All right, we well, go. there's only one place to start. I mean, that's, that's real. Kevin Durant threw out the grenade yesterday just before, <laughs> just before free agency began that he was requesting a trade out of Brooklyn. Nets want a huge package. They want star players and picks. Suns and Heat are his preferred destinations, but they can't get Bam out of bio because he's on the same rookie max that Ben Simmons is on and they just won't get Devin Booker. So as we wait to find out what happens to Kevin Durant and probably Kyrie Irving too, how about we talk about some trades that have gone down, and the biggest one today just went off. Rudy Gobert yeah, uh... to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They gave up a lot. They gave up a serious amount. Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, their 2022 first-round pick, Jared Vanderbilt, and four, four first-rounders, three of which are unprotected. That is a, they've plugged a major hole for themselves, but that is a serious hole to bring in for Rudy Gobert. All right, I'll, I'll grade. Let's do this. I will do my instant grade for each team on the spot. I will say for the Jazz, I honestly, honestly, I... I'm going to give the Jazz a, a B-plus for this because Rudy Gobert's value has not been lower for a guy. We've, we've pined about how – we've all pined about how good he is defensively and, and how I think he is super, super underrated for how um, impactful he is on team success. Talk about playoffs, whatever. But they were able to get four first-round picks for a team that – you know, the Timberwolves think that they're they're going to make a big jump, but the West is just getting better of all of all the deals that have been going on. I, I think the West will continue to get better. And those picks could be very valuable Four first round picks for a guy who I didn't think was worth half of that. So I think it's a great deal for them to have more assets. They're going to have more flexibility in the future to continue to build around Mitchell Robinson. This is not a win now kind of move but they'll have flexibility to do some things um but what, what did you think for the jazz uh, i like the move i think they they know that donovan mitchell is their guy and if rumors are be to be believed donovan mitchell wanted rudy gobert out i don't know if he wanted him out without getting a star beside him i don't know if that was in his his thinking and not uh, more so getting a load of picks in obviously they got some good good role players too but now I'm kind of looking at it and thinking is this the first step towards a complete rebuild I mean they've just hired the youngest active coach in the mm, NBA and yeah. uh, they've just traded away one of the the stalwarts of the success that they've had 
is this they're going to build around Donovan Mitchell or are they going to try and get rid of him too? Because they could probably get another two or three first rounders for him and maybe even a young star. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think that it's a retooling. Mitchell's still young. He's still young. And I think he's still got a lot of room to grow. And it, it's funny, like, you know, everyone, the rumor is just like, Mitchell wants Gobert out of there whether or not he didn't it's almost like one of those like I don't think they had a tremendous relationship off the court there was no signs of that so like there are clearly some past conflicts whatever maybe they worked it out but for a relationship that's as publicly like pushed out there as a bad relationship even if there wasn't a bad relationship that's just like that's just too much pressure to not eventually be like, well, I don't even like playing with them anyway. So like, sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's it. I hated how the media really tore that, tore that down when there wasn't clear evidence of it, but I, I don't, I think that the jazz know that they have, they have a star Donovan Mitchell. He's an, he's a bonafide all-star. And I think he's missing some pieces of his game to elevate himself into the all NBA discussion. And they brought in a new coach. And I don't think that's always a sign of the teams blowing things up. I think they want new vision they want to adjust things. Look at what the Blazers have done to rebuild around Dame. Look at what the Celtics have done to rebuild around their young stars. And I think that the teams around the NBA are recognizing that, you know, they can bring in guys. Darvin Ham going over to the Lakers. They, they Teams recognize that there are young coaches, relatable coaches, who also are good basketball minds that can have a serious impact on, you know, locker rooms where maybe there's been stagnancy. There's, there hasn't been a dan- dynamic that has led to winning and maybe young guys like these coaches can can do something impactful for teams like the jazz they probably hope he has a yudoka like effect and how yudoka came in and look where they went they went to the finals yeah yeah no that's absolutely true i think they could you could see them move a couple of those picks to uh to even retool uh this offseason what about for for the timberwolves what do you think about it from that side <sighs> okay my instant my instant reaction to it was wow that's awesome to to get him like i to pull it off i want to say that's like a that's like a a b plus but that i think about it a little bit more the past you know couple hours i did see this one i'm giving them i'm giving them a c because for for two reasons one i don't know that this makes cat better and so much of their team getting better was about Cat. Um, what does Gobert do for Cat? He protects him defensively. Like, Cat doesn't have to, to worry about being a sole rim protector. But then defensively, that means that, what, Cat's more on the perimeter? That's not his strength either. And offensively, that means he's getting matched up more by big wings. I mean, in the NBA, you don't see these traditional fours anymore. You see these long, lanky wings, and those are the exact kind of players that he struggles with. So I think that they introduced a dynamic that could lead to more problems than good things. But I I think Chris Finch is a great coach. Maybe they figured things out. But I think for the expense that they sent out in terms of draft capital, purely draft capital, the rest, whatever, like those are role players that they can figure out. No disrespect to those guys are fantastic players, but in terms of draft capital for first round picks for a guy that I think it may introduce some questions, big questions. Like we don't walk away from this thing. Like, wow, wow. Like that's it. They, they leveled up. 
I think they added a big asset and there's some questions to be answered and they're down for first round picks. That was their silver bullet. They took their one shot. They didn't just send two, they sent four. They're not going to be able to make another big move like this. So that's why I give them a C. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. But one thing I will say is I think they know they've got their two guys in fair Cat and Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. they've got a defensive stalwart and Gobert, which they desperately needed someone to build their defense around, which is big for them. Just the question of does it does it improve aspects of their star players? I think it will definitely help Ant. I think I would have the same worries that you do when it comes to Cat. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that works. But like you said, Chris Finch, great coach. I believe he'll figure it out. It's just what are the next couple of moves that they make in order to really fill out this team where you really believe they're going to improve. And like you said, the ever, the ever improving Western Conference. And now let's make a joke. Can, can, can I read tea leaves real quick? I, you're the point guard. I know you got to pull the ball out of my hands, but I got to read tea leaves here real quick. Listen, cat questions about cats, long-term fit alongside Anthony Edwards was not, did not go unnoticed at the end of the year. Does Rudy Gobert give Anthony Edwards, give the Timberwolves an option to pair Anthony Edwards with one of either of the two bigs moving forward if the questions about Cat's ability to be successful in the playoffs is legitimate? Maybe, maybe. But I think just just throwing that out there. Gave him that big bumper new contract, right? So, uh, hey, hey that's, a, that's a contract another team would love because he's still a great, a great asset, fantastic asset, a all-star player, maybe potential all-NBA player. So maybe that's... You know, just reading tea leaves, probably not anything, but it's there are thoughts that I doubt have not entered the minds of a GM because as a GM, you got to think about all possible scenarios, all avenues, and maybe it's an unlikely one, but it's a possibility. Yeah, leave it at no, that. that's fair. Another another GM is making some some good moves. We got Brad Brad Stevens bringing Malcolm Brogdon and over yes. from the Indiana Pacers to the Boston Celtics. They had to give up just Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, three nobodies, and a first-round pick next year, which wasn't going to be much anyway because they'll be hoping they'll be uh, conference finals at the very worst uh, next season. What did we think about that move for Boston? I'm giving that I, – I can't think of any reason to not give that anything but an A-plus – besides maybe not finding a way to involve the, the TPE. That's it. I think this is an A-plus move because Malcolm Brogdon was being sought by other teams, and Malcolm Brogdon absolutely, absolutely fills a major need for them that could be a missing piece for a championship run. Because I, I think that the key for the Celtics in this offseason in general was not to do anything drastic, was not to go crazy and, and, and do a major retool but to add on to what they already had and to lose guys that were not like very seriously meaningful players to their championship run and gain a guy like Malcolm Brogdon who adds that shooting that you need and adds that playmaking that can take pressure off of Tatum and adds, I think, you know, Marcus Smart is a great, is a great defensive point guard and he has his moments as a passer, but Malcolm Brogdon is a much more steady um, leader of an offense. He's gonna def- he's gonna facilitate and distribute in ways that I don't think Marcus Smart always has the right discretion to do so. 
absolute A plus. Yeah, I think it's a great move. Just such a smart, it's almost like a power move from Boston showing where they are with this team and the moves that they need to make. Just making those small little adjustments in order to give them a better shot at succeeding next year. They got as close as anyone can get this year. And Malcolm Brogdon, I think, as long as he fits in well and he's not injured, obviously injuries will be one thing you might look at with him. But I think it's a great, great move for Boston. And I think maybe, I know Indiana were looking to shop him. I think they might be kind of wishing they maybe got an extra pick rather than a couple of the players. But this is the way it went. And maybe they can turn Aaron Neesmith into something out there in Indiana. But I think there's not too much to say on their side of things. I think they wanted to get, they were happy to shop uh, Malcolm Brogdon, wanted to get the deal done. And they, they've got it done early and it's a, uh, it's it's good for them and it's it's good for the Boston Celtics. So I think it works out. It works out on both sides here. Okay, uh, I I, I want to give the Pacers, I want to give the Pacers a a C here because I think that the Celtics first round pick, I'm just throwing C's out, right? A, A's and C's, but I, I think to get the Celtics first round pick, not exciting. To get Daniel Tice, not exciting. To get Aaron Neesmith, um, he's always been interesting for me. I, I I believed in his shooting in college, but I think this is one of those guys that like you you fell in love with their potential and you just keep remembering it. But in reality, like it hasn't shown on the NBA level. It would have by now. That's a long shot, super super long shot. And what a a twenty five to thirtieth pick next year. That's all you got for a guy who is legitimately going to push the envelope for the Celtics to possibly win a championship. I think that's the way the Celtics look at it. That's, that's not an equal return in my mind. Absolutely not. I think it's a, it's an asset grab in a situation. And I wanted to mention this in a situation where I think the league is on pause because the Celtics did a fantastic job making this move almost like in the middle of the night where and when I say night, I mean when when did the the trade drop this morning? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, something like that. Not, yeah, yeah. But but right now, like the league is on pause because KD is available, quote unquote available. So no nobody's making crazy moves right now, especially adding salary like Brogdon's, because the hope is, hey, maybe we could have Kevin Durant. So when I see when I see news like the Celtics are trying to make a deal, everyone's gotta gotta like really look through the smoke because teams like the Celtics are going to put out words like that to divert attention away from what they're actually doing. Celtics were not going for Kevin Durant. That, that, like, it would take way too much. They're not going to blow up their core. They've proven that they're not going to blow up their core, and they're especially not going to go after another guy who they could possibly lose again in a situation like that. So I think that was really excellent by whoever their PR was, like, leaking that out. Like, they made a move where nobody else was willing to make a move because they thought they could get the big fish, but – they got the medium fish that they think can can help them win a championship. So A plus on them. I'll say C on the Pacers. Yeah, that's fair. Like I said, power move from Boston. Uh, the other trade went down, saw Kevin Herter go over to the Sacramento Kings for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first round pick. <laughs> Did the Hawks do pretty well out of this? Oh, <laughs> what, what's the year? Is there protections on the pick? Does it say? 
I didn't see. I just saw that. That's the tough thing. Some of these things aren't aren't finalized yet, so like it'll come out. Okay, finalized, and this is the exact pick. Um, and just just the fact that they got a first round pick out of Herder, who was a former first round pick, sure, but has not proven to be. He's proven to be a solid rotation player. And my question to the Kings is first and foremost, where's Dante DiVincenzo? Like those two guys are overlap a lot. And I actually like Dante better in terms of defense. Yeah. And like the shot creation for Herder is still pretty, pretty um much hypothetical. That's that's a big question mark. And on top of a million question marks for the Kings, I don't think that they, they got a impact wing who's going to make a huge difference for them and to spend a first round pick man i don't understand that that's an f that's an f that's an f you you spent a first round pick on a guy who's not gonna make a difference on your season when you're already blowing through so many assets you're already screwing up your draft like all things considered i'm I'm like the t i'm I'm the teacher who like okay this this essay was pretty bad, but all your essays before this were also really bad, and I gave you a chance. So that's a that's a fail. That's a failing grade. Yeah, it was a very peculiar move, and well, I don't know why we're surprised. Like you said, it's the Sacramento Kings. We should expect weird, bad moves out of them. It's pretty much, pretty much all that we get. And if they get him in to replace Dante Divincenzo, I think it is a bit of a definitely, uh, definitely a bit of a, a bit of a head scratcher there. So there's not, not too much that needs to be needs to be said on that one. Anyway, let's talk about some of the signings we've seen. And the the biggest one that we have seen is Jalen Brunson going to the New York Knicks. You give that a grade. Four years, $104 million. He is the first ever player to get a $100 million contract from the team that didn't draft him without being an all-star. Can I give you a quick fun tidbit before we give grades? I think it was in, I want to say it was in March that the Mavericks approached Brunson and offered four years. No, 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 no. Brunson's team, Brunson's uh, team approached the Mavs and they wanted to get an extension for four years, 56 million. And the Mavs were like, no, we'll wait. And he doubled his money that's that's insane that's he doubled his money and he went (laughs) why don't you give your grade what what's what there's so many fun hot takes out there on both ends everybody's mad about this i don't is anyone actually nobody's happy about i think the only person who's happy about this is brunson the mavs are not happy and the knicks are like the, the only knicks that are happy are just like bitter knicks fans that like want to crap on someone else's parade and be and just be happy that they stole Dallas's second best player like that 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 is the sole joy of what has become a joyless fan base sorry to say Ronnie you're, you're not joyless you 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 carry the baton as a as a fun loving next fan but every, every one of your your people just joyless soulless it's uh I'm gonna give it a b b minus just because I think it's it's kind of it's almost insane to think of him being worth that much money as much as he's developed and grown and shown his talents. That's a serious amount of money for a guy like Jalen Brunson. 
And I think they're bringing him in to be like the legit point guard that we haven't had in like 30 years or whatever. And I just don't really see him at that. I see him as a two guard much more so than I see him as a natural point. Obviously, we haven't got to see that much of him, obviously, because he's playing alongside Luka Doncic. But there's Kalkin bringing him in. He's going to be the point guard to lead this team. And I would already, I just look at it and think DeJounte Murray would have been a better fit than Jalen Brunson. I know maybe that wasn't on the cards for them or what, but I think I, I would definitely say that. But in terms of Brunson, I, I love his game. I really believe that he's going to improve. He's still only a young player. But we just brought in another point guard whose best way of scoring is inside and in the paint, which is the same way for Julius mm-hmm. Randle, mm-hmm. and which you could also argue is the same way for RJ Barrett. Hopefully his shot can continue to improve. He's going to have to make it happen like that if he wants to continue to be, uh, if he wants to become the, the top scorer on this team. But I just don't know if the fit is there for it. I, I love Brunson, but I just can't get fully behind it just yet until I see it. I I agree. That exact thing that you just mentioned is how good he was, was all related to, and let, let's, let's, let's rewind here. Like this isn't about Jalen Brunson, not being a good player. Jalen Brunson is an excellent player. I do believe that with, with the, in the right system, I think with enough touches, I think he's a borderline all-star in, in, in the way that Fred Van Vliet is, I think he's that same level of player, borderline all-star, maybe makes one, maybe makes two all-star games at his peak, at his peak. So is that a guy who's worth that money? Actually, like, I think so. So I'm, I'm not super low on it in that regard. I think the optics are terrible, though. They're, they're so bad. Like, if you haven't heard already, the fact that his dad is oh my god what are the connections can you can you reprise the connections that exist between him his dad his godfather who happens to be leon rose who's leon rose's like son is jalen brunson's agent right and i i they're they're all connected they're they're all they're all going to be hanging out at a cookout on july 4th all high-fiving over jalen brunson getting 104 million dollars um but another point of a confusion I have over this too is that the fact that apparently Woj had what uh, reported about him getting a hundred and six million dollar offer sheet and bringing that to the Knicks was that just not real? Is that fake? I don't know. That 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 was random. No one's talking about that. But like that was reported by Woj. I mean Woj isn't perfect, but like I don't know where that went. But whatever. But I, I think that he had a meeting with the Miami Heat, which uh, was never a thing. <laughs> was that not, okay. No. So this is the thing, dude. Like we, we don't know what to like. Only thing we can do is react to what actually happens because it's so fruitless to talk about all these things that are often misdirection by the front office. And we're all just part of this machine that drives all the smoke into the air that distracts other teams, whatever. But I do have questions about how he fits on the New York Knicks as currently constructed and whether or not he will reach that peak that I do think he can in a system like the Mavs had. So one's man, one man's trash is another man's treasure. One man's treasure is another man's not so valuable treasure. It's a terrible way of putting it, but I unfortunately think that's might might be how it goes. I'll give this signing a 
I'll go with you. B minus. I agree with that. That's that's fair. That's not harsh, but that's fair. Yeah, yeah. This is very much a wait, a wait and see. You can have your answer. Yeah. This is very much a wait and see how it works out in the first in the first year because it's not like it's something that has to go down straight away because this is still a young player. But yeah, this is a wait and see moment. So got got, got rid of that bit of pain for himself. But uh, that's wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 we got to go back though because you mentioned Dejounte Murray. Are we not going to talk about his trade? Are we done with trades? You know what? You're absolutely right. We forgot about Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari, who has since been bought. It was going to be bought out by the Spurs and yep. go to the Celtics and three first rounders and a pick swap. It's uh, I, I, uh, yeah, and I, I know you're point guarding, but I, I do have this in front of me. I do have one thing in front of me. It's a 2023 first round pick via Charlotte from New York, which is protected. A 2025 first round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick. That is quite a haul. That is a massive haul. Uh, what about Spurs? Let's start with Spurs. Is that is that a pretty given their direction? I'm 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 thinking about this immediately actually because I didn't realize how many picks were involved with this. I am going to include my grade with them based on what they did last season, this past season, and I'm going to give them a I'm going to give them a B. That's an awesome return. In in a vacuum, I'm giving that an A. DeJounte Murray is a borderline all-star talent. He is an all-star talent. He made an all-star team, for sure. But I think every year he will be just on the outside because his offensive game just isn't there yet. Um, could be. I just don't see his tools developing in that aspect. I think it will always be like a – on a championship, he's the third best player type of guy. I know I, I hate that argument too, but just is what it is. But for them to push into the plan – for them to sink in the lottery and not, I mean, just not tank a little bit. Like, I, I know we're not supposed to tank. I know it's the Spurs. I know it's pop, but this was a great draft and they had an opportunity to just chill, just chill out. And if you're going to rebuild anyway, if you're going to trade DeJounte, what was the point? What was the point? Because they want number one next year. Number one next year is what they want. Abinyama? Maybe. Yeah, that is. I mean, fine, fine. I think sure, in my maybe. head, in my head, this is pop's last year and they want to put themselves in the best position to be able to, to tank succeed, in his last year to succeed right off the bat of him going that's that's the way i'm looking at it they're going to try and get all their picks in they just trade away their best player and they're going to go and try and do all that they can to give them a really good shot at getting that number one pick next year it's, so it's uh, maybe sure fine more interesting though the hawks I, whew, I mean, it's a steep price. So they they give Charlotte's, they give New York's pick rather, 2023 first round pick, um, which I didn't know you didn't have via Charlotte from New York. I didn't know that. Um, or via the, I don't know. These are so confusing, but whatever. They, they gave up a pick that wasn't theirs for 2023. They gave a 2025 first round pick, 2026 picks. That's a lot of picks for DeJounte Murray. But... I'm going to stick this as a, as a B because this is almost a wait and see for me because I think that DeJounte Murray and Trey Young could have an incredible synergy, mm. an incredible synergy. And this is the one reason why. There's multiple reasons why. I'll say two. Number one, obviously, defense. DeJounte Murray is going to cover up a ton 
a ton, a ton, a ton of lapses defensively on the perimeter. Um, him and Hunter are going to look great out there together defending the wings. And he's just going to bring what he's done ever since he got in the league. He's going to be all NBA guard defender. But think about Trey Young off ball. I think Trey Young has always had the potential legitimately to be a Steph Curry level shooter. I think his numbers have suffered at times because of the crazy amount of attention he gets and the amount that he has to create by himself on the floor for him to have another guard like DeJounte Murray to be a high level playmaker. I think that could unlock Trey Young to the level of where they as a team could go way further than they have before. But that is a massive if, and that has to do with Trey Young completely changing his game. I'll give it a B, but I think the potential is huge. Steep price, but the potential betting on Trey Young getting better from this particular map, this particular partnership is, I mean, that that's that's what you do when you're a team like the Hawks and you have a guy like you really believe in like Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They show their faith in Trey Young to be a superstar that can bring them that can bring them all the way. They're doing their best to build around him. And I totally agree. The potential is absolutely there on the defensive end. I think that'll definitely come, but whether it clicks on the offensive end, it's just, it's a, that's probably on a, that's probably on Trey Young. But uh, yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I think that's a B it's a bit of a, a wait and see as well. How, how it all plays out, but big holds a big, big commitment from, uh, from the Hawks. But uh, now we'll, we'll, get through, we'll get through some of the bigger signings nice and quick here now. The 76ers did what they needed to do. They have brought in a pair of 3 and D players that they wanted. P.J. Tucker on a three-year, $33 million dollar, er, dollar deal. Daniel House on a two-year, $8 million deal, which is uh, extremely good. They got what they needed. Daryl Morey got his. Daryl Morey is literally trying to recreate the Houston Rockets. And PJ Tucker will be forty years. I want everyone to know PJ Tucker will be making eleven million dollars at forty years old. Whatever, it's it's money. It's not my money. It's not, it's not about it being my money, but it's about value. But sure, I I'll, for nostalgia's sake, I'll I'll give that a a C plus. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'll say I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it a B. I know that age-wise, and this, it's a lot of money to be paying for a guy like P.J. Tucker, but I think at least in year one, he'll still have the similar impact that he did with uh, with Miami last year, and then Daniel House as well. I think he, he'll he's just there to knock down a couple of open shots per game and defend. That's that's what they brought him in for. That's what that's what he can do. Bigger one. The Portland Trailblazers bringing in Gary Payton the second on a three-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal. He has some defense that they desperately needed. Okay, was it three-year, twenty-eight? Mm-hmm. I have to look at how much cap space they have left, but but just from a purely team-building perspective, I give that a, I give that an A minus. I give that an A minus, and. You when you think about it, if Nasir Little continues to make strides, we know what Jeremy Grant is. Jeremy Grant, here's a fun fact. He allowed the least points per possession on isolation last year. And I anecdotally, we loved what he did against the Lakers when he was on the Nuggets playing against AD, playing against LeBron. We know what he can do in the playoffs. 
you just brought in a guy, Gary Payton. We talked about him all year, one of the best defenders in the league. You can put out two guys who are tried and tested, elite top-level defenders. There's Sear Little, clearly getting better. He has tremendous defensive potential. Maybe he dinks strides there. You can finally put out a team with Damian Lillard that can get a stop. <laughs> it's been years. And they, uh, I'll, I'll, you'll, maybe you'll mention this next, but they, I think they extended Anthony Simons, four years, 100. Simons, four years, 100. Solid deal for a guy who. Nurkic, four years, 70 million as well. Yeah, so they're clearly gearing up. They, they believe this is the next iteration of Dame being in Portland. They've invested uh, long-term for these guys, and they think Dame's got more in the tank, and they're the guys who are going to do it. I, I think that this is a fine strategy for a team who drafted a guy who's a massive swing in Shaden Sharp. So maybe they're still like a middling playoff team, but I still think that they just – they've – elevated themselves to a team that will be back in the playoffs next year. I give that an A minus Gary Payton. I'll give everything they've done here, honestly, an, an A minus because they've steadied the ship and that's all they needed to do for Dame to give him a chance. You never know what happens in the playoffs. You never know what happens. They've, they've, they brought him at least to a point where he can compete and have defense to help them survive. Yeah, absolutely. I think you look at it and you think, Anthony Simons, he got that. They that was just kind of you had to do it sort of deal. But I look at Anthony Simons and I see a player quite similar to Jordan Poole. Obviously, not done it at the same level. Only done it on that I think Anthony level. Simons is better. Yeah, maybe. But not like last year, he basically did it without Dane, and he averaged seventeen points, four assists. He shot forty percent from three, uh, nearly three makes a game. And he like that, the highlight obviously is that 43 point game and that win they had against the Hawks. He had some major highlights this year, and that was without Dame. Imagine him playing with Dame, he could he can do even better. It's not just going to be him having to make all of his own shots or create them for herself. I mean, the f- defense is where you worry about him and, and Lillard together, but if you're having a closing lineup with Gary Payton, Jeremy Grant, and Nurkic. Those three do the defensive job, and then you got the, the scoring ability of Lillard and and Simons. Yeah, the, I, I like that to be able to close out games in, in important times for this, this Portland team, and uh, that's why I, I think I'd agree. I'd go, I might even, I, I might even make it an A for, for what, they, what they've done without doing anything overly majorly dramatic to rebuild this team around them. Yeah, I maybe I would have given them an A if they could have pulled off like a and all right and anyone can clap back in this and be like all right this is why they couldn't do it sure fine but like i'll give them an aa plus if they could have pulled off a a malcolm brogdon-esque kind of deal get another steady playmaker because i i do think that's something they're missing and we'll, we'll see they're not done i mean not not all these teams are done the portland's probably working with the minimums and mles at this point but portland does still need a another playmaker, um, distributor, facilitator, true point guard, whatever you want to call it. Um, besides just having Dame out there, Anthony Simons, they, they need a little bit more there. But yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the A minus. Where to next? All right, uh, short and sweet. Javale McGee to the Dallas Mavericks, three year, twenty million dollar deal. Not nothing too surprising. They might have overpaid uh, just a just a, a smidge, but. It's the kind of player that they uh, 
that the Mavericks wanted. He's a he can, he can protect the rim, he can get rebounds, and he can be he can be a lob threat, more traditional big coming off the bench for them, possibly even starting. Good move. Oh yeah, o- overall, I mean, Javale McGee was tremendously good for the Suns as a as a backup big, and in minutes he felt like if you look at DeAndre Ayton's on off numbers, they're average. And the reason they're average is because JaVale McGee was great. He was, he was very good backup big. And I think what the Mavs needed, they needed size and they needed athleticism. They, like JaVale McGee is going to fight for boards. JaVale McGee is going to do things that no one on the roster could. I mean, Boban just didn't have the athleticism to do that. And to mention to Paul and Christian Wood, who it's crazy. Like that trade had to have happened like two weeks ago or so or a week. I, I don't even remember. It felt like years, but to upgrade their front court in getting Wood and McGee in terms of size, but Wood in terms of skill, in terms of shooting and all things he can do on the offensive end, the Mavs have done great to improve while unfortunately losing Brunson. I say B plus. I'd give a B plus. Yeah, I like that. I agree. What about John Wall? His deal is confirmed to the LA Clippers. Two year, thirteen point two million. Another another good addition. This is a good defensive guard who can be an elite playmaker. Ronan, when was the last time we saw John Wall play defense, man? Get out of here. When's the last time we saw John Wall play? I don't know if the defense still exists there. He hasn't had to care about defense uh, in like probably seven years. But what I will say, though, is that the playmaking and the pace, playmaking and pace are two things that he will bring to a team that I I don't think is necessarily starved of it. But you see at times that the when the Clippers were healthy, everything stemmed from obviously PG. And Kawhi. It's PG Kawhi on ball, PG Kawhi on ball. Reggie Jackson went when he's given the chance to be on ball. That's fine. It's solid. But I mean, his best skill is really being uh, a shooter. I and mean, he's he's turned himself into an elite three-point shooter. And Terrence Mann, are you trusting him with the ball? Um, so I think John Wall, you bring him in, and that's a guy that if you're gonna take pressure off of Kawhi Leonard as a playmaker, you're gonna take pressure off of PG, who's an excellent off-ball shooter, amazing off-ball shooter. I think that's that's fantastic. And if he's willing to come off the bench too, that's even better. I mean, he adds in a really, really nice, nice wrinkle to their offense. I'd say for for that reason alone, I mean to to add to a team that I think is going to be a top four seed in the West, if they're if they really are healthy and all signs point to they are, that's a that's a very low risk move. A minus. Say he sucks. Just if if John Wall sucks, like Got benched by the Rockets. Who's to say that, like, Ty Lue and the Clippers are going to be like, hey, dude, sorry, you're just not working out for us. Uh, We'll have to sit this out until you figure it out. Like, it's zero risk. Yeah, they use the MLE, but they're fine. They're fine. They got their guys. Batum resigned too, right? Yeah, Batum, two-year, 22 million. So, yeah. Yeah, and they they signed Zubats long-term. Yeah, Yeah. they're fine. They're ready. They're ready ready. ready for going once once they're healthy. Yeah. How? A. I'll give it an A. Zero risk to get a guy who maybe could make your championship potential team even better. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Sacramento Kings, Adam Malik Monk, two-year, $90 million deal. Steal him away from the Lakers. 
don't sure care. the Lakers aren't too happy, but don't care. Not 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 really much. Not really uh, anything to to write home about. Important ad for the Timberwolves though. Kyle Anderson, two year, eighteen million dollar. Oh, I did not see that. All right, I knew yeah. there'd be some that I missed. Um, what was the deal again? Uh, two years, eighteen million for Kyle Anderson. For the for the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, that's huge because um, losing Vanderbilt to to um the jazz that's no joke i mean vando was such a massive massive part of their defensive engine i mean he he really was there at many points their point of attack defender i mean he was just everything on the boards and i think kyle anderson i mean he he replaces he replaces that in a different way you know his 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 ferocity energy is not the same like he's a completely different player but what he brings defensively, so smart. What he brings offensively too, I think will will be really interesting because I don't think that the the Wolves have not had a good playmaker like Kyle Anderson in the front court alongside Cat. Like we're all excited about the Gobert Cat pairing. That's going to be Twin Towers. So interesting. I, I actually think that's going to be more interesting in the minutes with offensively speaking with Cat. And Anderson, because Anderson's a great passer, yeah. great passer. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so, uh, yeah, I'd agree. That's a, that's a really good deal. And I almost actually forgot about that when I was seeing uh, the trade with uh, for Gobert. I was actually forgetting that they added Anderson. That's that's an important uh, piece to have added what for what they uh, what they gave up. And uh, the Denver Nuggets added a, a great role player as well in Bruce Brown, uh, two year, thirteen million plus deal they got for Bruce. He was he was like probably was he was probably the third best player on the Nets team obviously in their short lived playoff run uh, this year, but he looked great as a as a role player the things that he can do I think that's a really really clever addition from the Denver Nuggets. Man, I wish I had, I wish I had this stat. Oh my goodness, there 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 is a uh, there's a second spectrum tracking stat about Bruce Brown as a cutter and he's like in the hundredth percentile. Like he is literally the best cutter in the NBA. Um, don't quote me on maybe, maybe if someone quotes me, I'd be like, Oh, he's actually the third best cutter, but he is using the, the hundredth percentile as a cutter in the NBA. What's Jokic good at? He's good at finding cutters. Well, yeah, he's good at everything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and shout out to our boy getting the biggest contract in NBA history. But like he finds cutters at an elite level in Bruce Brown. That's what his game is. He loves it. That's what he loves to do. And defensively, too, he's a duck. I mean, he's a great defender yeah. as well. So and a rebounder too. Like that's for the value, for what for for what he's going to do. And I think this is what's this is what I love about little deals like this. Maybe it's kind of nerdy. It's not cool. It's not a big splash, but Bruce Brown for what he's going to bring in a specific fit to this team. That's an A plus that's an A plus deal because he's going to bring so much more value by making what they already do. Well, even better. Yeah. yeah. He's going to do that even better. I, I give to just a, just a shout out a small signing that actually in like the aggregate is going to be a huge dynamic for them offensively, defensively, whatever they do on the court. A plus. Yeah, I agree. Now, some of the smaller deals. The Bulls made a double signing, obviously re-signing Derek Jones Jr. to a two-year oh. $6.6 million deal. I feel, like I, should, I feel like I should know that. And they also <laughs> signed Andre Drummond to a two-year $6.6 million deal. 
What do you think on that? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We already missed out on, on Gobert. I wouldn't want to give that many picks for him anyway. Fine. But uh, let's let's I'll I'll start with DJ. I'm I'm happy to have DJ back in the open court when and especially when he's healthy. Like he had a bum finger, and for a dunker and a shooter, and that's all you do, and you have a bum finger, that's tough. Um play basketball, bum finger is tough in general. But uh, I'm happy he's back. I'll give that a, a B. That's a solid deal. Open court, Lonzo, love it. Dunks. I'm just avoiding the thought of Andre Drummond. Look, Andre Drummond is great on the boards. I mean, he does a huge, huge service for us for a team that has struggled on the boards. And when you look at it that way, maybe at the end of the day, this is a great deal. Um, two things that I don't like, though. He doesn't run the floor, and that's what the Bulls want to do. The Bulls want to get out and they want to run. And defensively, he's like it, he's a decoy. Like it's his defense is is hypothetical. He's a big body who can get in people's way, but he's not like some weak side, like defensive help where he's going to go and like be a big shot blocker. He's not a guy at all. Who's ever going to switch ever. And like, as a drop defender, I think Vooch is just better as a drop defender. Look at the tape. Like that's, that's just facts. Like Vooch gets hunted and hunted and hunted and he does better in my opinion. Maybe you look at the tracking data. That's wrong. But from the eye, that's what I see. And Oh man, to give him a player option in year two. Why? Maybe that's what it took to get him. Get him on but, maybe, yeah, whatever, yeah. But I mean, maybe culture. It, it's a lot of culture. Maybe the, he has to buy into actually getting up and down the court and really being a tremendous rebounder. But if he gives me Tristan Thompson level production, I'd be surprised. Not surprised, but that's what I expect. And to give a guy a player option for another Tristan Thompson, that's that's a C. Fine. Yeah, fair enough. Fine. Well, the Knicks, Knicks make it Isaiah Hartenstein, two years, $16 million. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think that's a sneaky good deal because a lot of teams wanted him. A lot of teams wanted him. And you have Mitchell Robinson uh, insurance. If Mitchell Robinson... He's restricted, right? He's resigned. He's resigned. He's, four four years, 60 million. Oh, well, you got to keep me up to date here, man. Yeah, that was coming. That was coming. <laughs> but both of them? Yeah. That's that. That's context I need to make this grade here, okay? Like, you're giving me half the assignment and the other half is shit. So, both uh, both those guys, that's a lot of overlap. That's a lot of overlap, Ronan. I, I don't want to give that anything higher than a B-. minus. Because I like Hardenstein as a talent, and Robinson's like freaking hurt like all season long anyway. So you're si- you're you ba- you've basically signed like one and a quarter players for that price. So I'll keep that at a C. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, one good deal, I think we both we both like uh, Joe Ingles headed to the Milwaukee Bucks on a nobody's gonna care about that. On a six but I love it. Deal. It's a great it's a great deal. He's probably gonna miss the majority of the regular season. But if they have him for the last couple of months of the regular season and the playoffs, he's a great role player. He will slot in there and just do what is asked of him. He'll make the right decisions in big moments. Great addition from the books. Yeah, I, I'll I'll say that, and I'll get very like specific about it. That for a team like the Bucks, it's about the margins. It's about the margins, 
And the 10 minutes where you're not getting anything from Giannis, you're not getting anything from Chris Middleton or Holiday, maybe they're off the floor, maybe they're gassed, whatever. Those 10 minutes filled with like frenetic Grayson Allen, like ISO plays and like Pat Connaughton trying to do something with the ball or shooting over a contested shot or Bobby Portis posting up, like, which actually, I mean, actually I'm going to disagree with myself. Bobby Portis posting up is actually pretty good offense if it's against bench bigs. Um, to include Joe Ingles, who's actually a very smart playmaker. He does not get credit for being a playmaker. For if he's putting in 18, 20, 22 minutes a game and he's out there as a stretch big shooting the ball, he's a smart screener and he's a smart pick and roll ball handler. That's something that they don't have off the bench. That's a really interesting wrinkle that, you know, in a game of inches, that's going to be a kind of guy that can win you a playoff game. And that's what you sign in the offseason. I, I think that's a, what, what was the deal? One Minimum? year, one year, six, six and a half mil. Six and a half. Oh, MLE. Huh. I mean, that's a. I'll I'll, I'll say that's an A minus just because he's coming off injury. So to use MLE on him, I don't know if maybe you could have got him for the vet man, but that's that's a great player for that team. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Oh All the way. I do say, but let's check the stats though. I think Joe Ingles and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, we, let's let's look at them as a pick and roll big by the end of the season. They might be really high up there. That would be a really deep deep stat i'll throw at you next year <laughs> I, I, I look forward to that uh few of the other minor ones how uh, kevin knox get picked up by the pistons and <laughs> um, hopefully that can be good for him obviously shame that the things have gone so downhill for him lakers <laughs> picking up lonnie walker uh, probably uh, probably could have got more money they signed him same deal that ingles is on Malik, yeah. who's better malik monk or, or lonnie walker Ooh. You have to think about it. I mean, yeah, they're very it. similar players. Mm-hmm. Very similar. I mean, it's a, it's a good pickup for, for for as a replacement for a guy like Monique Monk. To, it's a smart move, but I think obviously we know the Lakers are still planning on a on a bigger uh, making a bigger acquisition in the in the trade market, whether I'm, it happens or not. I'm we'll sure see. they are. I'm sure <laughs> they are. Now uh, that's the signings. What about a few of the major extensions? Obviously, we mentioned Jokic, Supermax, five-year, 270 million, richest contract ever. His player option in 2027-28 is going to be for $60 million. <laughs> that is just absolutely insane. But he's earned it, and hopefully now the, the Nuggets can really drive on and make, make runs uh, to the conference finals and maybe even the NBA finals with, with Jokic leading the way for them. Bradley Beal... Also on the Supermax, five years, $251 million. Going to be interesting to see what the Wizards are like this year. I think uh, they've made a few small moves, but to see Beal back and still having Kuzma, Porzingis, it's going to be interesting to see what way they uh, they try to play and if they can actually show that they can be somewhat of a contender for at least a play-in or even beyond that in the East will be big. Cap. Four-year, $224 million extension. A really nice deal for him. Devin Booker, the similar max. That doesn't actually kick in until 2024, 2025. Uh, Jam he gets the five-year uh, rookie max. Five-year, $231 million. Kind of crazy to think that Zion's getting the same. Mm. And like we've seen, we've seen Jam Morant <laughs> break out and show that he's a star in this league yet. Yeah. Zion didn't play a single game last year. 
I know you're fl- banking on what we see from him and the, the future holds. It just seems crazy that the two of them are uh, are getting the same deal. Can I stop you there for a crazy idea? Okay. I don't know if this is CBA allowed. I don't know. But if you're the Pelicans and the Nets are willing to trade Kevin Durant, who's still got four, what, he's got three years left, four years left? Four. Four? <laughs> first of all, first of all, Zion's going to make more money than Durant. That's just how, that's just how the caps, the, where the cap goes up and the percent, it's all percentages. So if everyone's wondering, it's all about percentages of the cap. That's how these, these max deals work based on experience, blah, blah, blah. Go look it up. Would you do Zion for Durant if you were the Pelicans? Oh man, I don't know. I think it should. I shouldn't think about it because you you don't know. Like Zion could be like this forever, and you could get a couple. Mm-hmm. Of, but then maybe maybe Durant's like Durant's like screw this. Like I, yeah. I've had I've had enough of of the Bayou. That will be a real difficult call. I would not like to be the GM receiving that call and I haven't been asked that question now. That and then, then it would be publicized. Call. It'd be like, <laughs> well, well, oh my, it's it's uh, what's his face from from Cleveland, uh, Griffin, Dave, David Griffin rejected a trade for Kevin Durant and Zion Williamson. Zion never plays a game again. I don't know. <laughs> that that's uh that's a thought that crossed my mind yes yesterday, and I was like, I I don't know. That would be tough. I'm I probably say yes. I say yes. Yeah, the I, think, I think you probably you probably would have to, yeah. And uh, your boy got a big extension too, Zach Levine, five years. It was always going to happen. Million. Yeah, I think we knew always that. Always going to happen. One question I have for you: Would you trade Zach Levine for Kevin Durant? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm talking right now. <laughs> probably with me straight up. Say Zach Levine, three first rounders for De- no, 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 no. I wouldn't. No, no? I, that's not fair. I said I, I said it straight up. Straight up, that's tough. Straight up, that's tough. That's tough. Can't that's good. tough. He's never, he's barely even been the best player on the team. We just like to Oh, no, we're not going there, man. I think, uh, I think if you're trading Zion for Durant, I think you can trade yeah. back to me for Durant. But it's a, it's a really funny question, right? Because I don't, uh, it, it is true that, you know, everyone's saying this is the greatest trade asset that has ever hit the market. And nobody's safe. Anyone who's quote unquote untradeable, like that is what every GM means by like respectfully saying, yeah, like nobody's technically untradeable because technically in an alternate universe, the one that we currently live in, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players of all time, who has four years left in his contract, just came off of an MVP type season, just said, yeah, get me out of here. Like that, that doesn't happen. So like er- Kevin Durant, you can't name... Well, you can probably name like what five, six players that one for one, just like talking about fake trades, like one for one that you wouldn't trade for. Maybe there's six players. All this, all this off-court stuff aside, as I think most most teams, most teams will talk themselves into, okay, he'll work here. Maybe I don't know, but well, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk more about fake trade scenarios. But it is interesting to to see how it's real, dude. This whole thing has turned. Everything on its head. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. But it's sticking, sticking with the Nets, Dave. Also, we signed Patty Mills to a two-year, $14 million deal. Nick Claxton to a two-year, $20 million deal. Guess it shows that they still have a plan. If uh, Patty Mills is sticking around, because he definitely would have had 
mm-hmm. uh, offers from from contenders around the league. So I guess that's something to to give Nets fans some hope. Um, the Raptors added, uh, resigned uh, Thad Young and uh, Chris Chris <sighs> Boucher. Um, Sucks. I wanted yeah. him back in the Bulls. Yeah, I know. I know you did. Obviously, Bobby Portis back with the books, four year, forty nine million dollars. That's great for him. Love it. I love it. I love him there. Yeah, it's good. Good to see. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to ask you on is Lou Dort, five year, eighty seven and a half million dollars with OKC. That feels like a contract that's gonna get traded soon. That's fun. Okay, that's funny. That's that's like cap. That's cap sheet. Uh, that's cap sheet nerdity. I don't know what the word is, but you see, you see real cap experts talk about some um, contracts. For instance, Paul George's contract when he when he was extended by the Clippers. A lot of people are like, "Why the hell would you do that? Like, you don't even know if things are going to work out." Blah blah. blah. Um, but in reality, like. A lot of cap experts would say, well, he's a valuable contract still, and that's a sizable contract that you can fit into a deal. And Lou Dort, they think he's going to keep getting better, but I think they signed him to a solid deal that may, maybe, maybe you're right. That's actually really, really interesting. Maybe, maybe that's a deal that you use as, you know, salary filler. He's a good player, good, really good player really great two-way player that salary filler maybe that's what you do to get get another big name in there i don't know yeah. that that is interesting to think about you think that's in the back of lou dort's mind as he's signing his check probably not probably not he's, he's thinking about what he's gonna do with 90 million dollars <laughs> as we all would be uh... yep yep and anyway i have to say that anybody who has to say bradley beal is is not like is ridiculous for signing just talking about signing checks, he's going to, anyone who has that money in front of them, you think he's going to go somewhere else for like a hundred million less? That's crazy. I just have to say that all the, all this talk out there about, about, Oh, this guy doesn't want to win. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, think about, think about that money. Like some people that's, that's their goal. That's their business goal, but whatever. I, I had to get out there because there's, there's so much talk about these guys are losers, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, you're not signing a 250 million, 50, $250 million check, buddy. It's a little different. True. True. Let's get let's let's wrap it up here. Mo Bamba, Gary Harris, they're going back and resigning, extending with the with the magic. Uh, one thing I wonder on Bamba, two year, twenty one million. Is this is this a we still believe you can be our starting center, or is this no. a, we're giving you one final shot here? And why? I'm, I'm, I've stopped grading, but I, that's an F. I don't, why they 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 brought in Wendell Carter to replace him, but like he's he's no what? I'm confused. Maybe the, see where he fits with the young guys. Yeah, maybe one guy you I know you want to talk about Jason Tate, three years, twenty two million, mm. Houston. I, I think that's just fantastic for like go if you haven't read a story, go read a story. The 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 amount of time he spent overseas, the amount of time he's tried getting into the league, and for him to be at this point where now he's signing a a long term, uh, a mid term deal at that m- amount of money for a guy like that, it's amazing. You love to hear stories like that. It's great. Guys like him, guys like Gary Payton Jr. It's uh, it's inspiring. I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, very, very good to see. Victor Oladipo is returning to the Heat. $11 million for the year. 
We saw it in the playoffs. He's he's it feels like every game he's getting that little bit closer. He may never get back to the all-star that he was before the injuries, but he's definitely a guy that you would love to have as your backup uh, point guard. He can come off the bench, he can he can do a job on defense and he can score the basketball, which is which is hugely important for any team that are are looking to contend. Yeah, solid solid deal for them. I, I like that. It looks like Hero probably just gonna run things back. But I, th- I think he, dude, he looks better than Hero in most moments in that series. So $11 million, I think that was, that's a fair deal. Yeah. Fair deal all around. Uh, wrapping it up finally with Ke- Kevon Looney. Three years, $25 million to go back in the, to the Warriors. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed for him. Obviously, it's the right call because why would you leave the Warriors? You're the, you're the champions. Why would you want to leave? But Kevon Looney deserves more money than that. How much? How much money does he deserve? Given um, the market, given the deals that are being handed out, given that Mitchell Robinson just got a four-year, sixty million dollar contract, yeah, I think he definitely deserves at least forty-five, fifty mil. Wow. Well, yeah. Do you think that James Wiseman looming there in the background is kind of a a reason for that? For the value, probably. probably. Yeah. I'd say most, I mean, yeah. I'd say almost, almost definitely. There, no, he's probably they're hoping Wiseman's gonna be able to yeah. take up a decent chunk of his minutes. He seems like a guy that would have taken a smaller deal, and then you do bring everything back into context. I mean, they they built in into who he was, a guy that didn't play in his two first years in the league because of injuries. They kept they kept him on. They kept believing in him. They kept using him, and um, yeah, that's. I think it's a fair deal. I, I I wonder for guys like that how they would perform on other teams, but it's it, it's at least good to to see that they retained him, they kept him. Yeah. They 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 had to probably make a choice between him and Gary Payton Jr. And we saw what Kevon Looney did. He was an integral part to them winning a championship. And twenty five million dollars for a guy who for the first two years didn't even look like he'd make it into the league, and now he's winning championships with one of the greatest teams ever. That's uh, yeah, you gotta be happy with that. But yeah, Mitchell, I'm sure he's looking at Mitchell Robinson and be like, yeah, I should probably get something like that, but I guess I'll take this ring. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're happy with the ring and 25 million. Still, uh, still nothing, nothing to be barking at. Uh, they also got rid of Otto Porter Jr. He's headed to the Raptors. They lost Gary oh. Payton. They lost Gary Payton as well. They are kind of relying on like the likes of Wiseman and Moody and Kaminga kicking on yeah. next year because they've lost yeah. they've lost some role players, some important role players. Yeah, this will be an interesting bridge year. Maybe maybe some growing pains in the first half of the season, but definitely something we'll monitor, talk about, project um, as things really start to fall into place. This is what just day two, day two of free agency. So it's a lot of a lot of shoes left to drop. A lot of shoes. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so much that's still going to happen. I'm sure there's stuff that we missed here, but we've covered all the major deals. Like Joe Ingles to the Bucks. That's the important exactly. thing. Exactly. That's, that's that. the stuff we really <laughs> want to hear about. We still don't know where Kevin Durant's going to be playing his basketball next year. We don't know where Kyrie Irving's going to be playing his basketball next year. So a lot of big things have happened, and there's still plenty of things to go down as this offseason continues and free agency. It started off with a bang. And long may it continue. Let's end on this. What will Jalen Brunson's stat line be next season? Twenty points, five assists. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Okay. 
And on a good note, Ro, you you believe that's that's a good that's a good season. Yeah, that's a good season from Brunson. I'm I'm just happy to see you moderately happy about that deal. I wasn't I wasn't sure. I mean, you're still you're still reeling from from draft day, so. I just I need to see you hang him. in there. At least they got him. They made those moves because they wanted to <laughs> they get him. Finally, they finally got him. Of all the years they, they've been dying to finally get a free agent, it, it was Jalen Brunson. It's because his godfather is literally the GM of the New York Knicks. <laughs> uh, oh, but 20 points, five assists. That's what's yeah, going yeah. on. I'll take It'll that. It'll be a great season. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us again. I don't know how much more free agency we can take just over a couple of days, but we'll be back. We'll be keep, we'll keep covering it and we'll see where uh, all these teams stand and man, NBA never stops. Always got to love it. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of coast to coast. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at coast to coast NBA podcast to hear your takes discussed right here on the show. And remember, Take every shot and love every moment.